Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The bad seed of broken ain't a bad apple with a bad attitude hanging around a bunch of bad attitudes, bad taste, bad luck, bad dude, bad breath, bad attention, bad vibes. We are live in the Varela Palacio right across the river and through the woods from where Granny just dropped off a thumb of the kidney punch hydro in New York City. The Big Apple. Ooh. People dressed in plastic bags, directing traffic, some kind of fashion, shake it up, should do be- All my friends that come around flat to flat to party up. Rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown. What about this town's tattered? My brain splattered all over Manhattan, should be shake it up. Hey, what's gigging? I'm Pharrell with Carver High. Alex is running it. Steeler fan extraordinaire along with all of his uh, enemies in Kansas City, Chiefs fans. It's a war. It's a boy dance party. It's a boy dance party. All right, birthday roll call. Minka Fitzpatrick, 24 today. Steelers love him. Give that kid a new deal, son. Ryan Braun, 37. Looks like he'll retire. Reggie Wayne, 42. Jim Beheim, 76. He's home with the Hanta. And Butch Davis is 69. Quitter. Uh, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Uh, the Vikings beat the Bears last night because uh, Nick Foles sucks. <laughs> Corn dog. I mean, is that guy awful or what, Carver High? I can't even take watching that guy play football. Honestly, he has become a bank robber. He's like Cousins, that $90 million deal. The two of them, they, they robbed the Federal Reserve of the Brinks truck in the middle of the night because Foles had one good day his entire career. Nice day to have it in the Super Bowl, getting the MVP. But since then, train wreck city as the Bears flop again. And how about we're going to hear from Matt Nagy. He's now going to ask the players on the team, the offense, uh, what they should do with the offense because he doesn't know what he's doing and neither does uh, Bill Lazor. So uh, how about that? You know you're one foot out the door when you start asking your own players what to do. Seriously. Kirk Cousins, which was happy to win for the first time ever on Monday Night Football. We'll hear from him. Uh, Foles left the game with an injury, not considered serious. They thought he had hurt his hip badly. Sean Payton knows the Saints can overcome this injury to Breeze. We'll see about that with famous Jameis playing. 
Cam Newton thinks the Pats are better than their four and five record. We'll hear from him. No Lions fans will attend the annual Thanksgiving game. I got a plan. How about we get rid of the Thanksgiving game with the Lions and give it to another team? Croatia ties it up. Portugal and Croatia rolling today for Carver High. Andy Dalton returns to practice for the Cowboys. He may be able to go on Sunday. Does it matter? Uh, Broncos quarterback Drew Locke, questionable with a rib injury. <laughs> ah! Jags rookie Jake Luton now uh, going to face the undefeated Steelers. Good luck, kid. Uh, Andy Reid knows the Chiefs-Raiders game is a big rivalry. They got a lot going on right now with this victory lap. We all know what happened. The Raiders won, then they drove around the parking lot at Arrowhead doing victory laps and donuts in their bus. You got to admit, it's pretty oniony. You got to like that. John Gruden responds to the victory lap talk. We've got a situation here developing. They're playing each other this weekend. Eric Fisher, Mitchell Schwartz among three Chiefs on the COVID list. Zach Ertz returns from the IR. Doug Peterson is livid in Philadelphia. We'll hear from him. Washington has a player that's tested positive for the Hanta. And a Giants kicker test positive for COVID. Graham Gano, he just got a new deal. And to honor it, he got sick. He got so happy, he got a fever. We welcome in our radio affiliates. Check out sportsgridradio.com. Get the Sports Grid Radio app. We're on Mighty or 1090 in San Diego. Get the YouTube page, subscribe free, just click, uh, you know, Sports Grid Radio, search it, and then subscribe free. You can watch us do the show. I'll see you tonight, 10 p.m. East, 7 West, on a bench. NFL will have all black officiating crew for the first time on Monday night's Bucks rams game. That only took a couple uh, million years. Jerome Booger, the head ref. I like picking boogers, actually, when I'm in my car. Usually in traffic jams. Carver, I hate when I talk about picking my nose. And I think it's gratifying. I mean, at some level, we've all done it and just, you know, get a, a digit in. Everybody's good, right? NFL playoff picture, we got it for you. The MVP odds, we got it for you. Updated Super Bowl odds, we got it for you. How about Antonio Brown? He wrecked a security camera before joining the Bucks. What's a new job without breaking some things before you start on your first day? We'll hear from Blue Line Kurtz today, Carver High, on the show in the first hour, getting involved, talking about the Cowboys and anything else I feel like asking him about. And finally, Greg Marshall is out at Wichita State, but not without a $7.7 million golden parachute. Nothing like abusing the kids in your program, allegedly, and then they reward you with $7.7 million. Uh, Theo Epstein leaves the Cubs and resigns. Jed Hoyer takes over as the president of baseball ops. They say that Epstein may take a year off or he could be involved in a possible Nashville expansion bid. The Mets are interested in Marcelo Zuna. Now, have you noticed since Cohen bought the team, they're interested in every single player on the market? <laughs> every single player. Every free agent in baseball is going to the Mets. Uh, Mike Clevenger is going to have Tommy John and miss the season. We'll talk very little UFC. Without Mafia, Carver High and I are fairly naked in that department. Rick Haro joins us today on Coast to Coast. Uh, Carver High mentioned before the game that Rick has a big head. I said, uh, ego, you mean? He said, yes. Uh, Pell's trade Drew Holiday to the Bucks for Eric Bledsoe. That uh, joke goes way back, by the way, to my radio days at Howard 101 when everyone called him Big Head. Uh, the Pelicans, we're going to talk about their new lineup and all the deals going on in the NBA, every player, all the movement. We got matching games tonight, too. 
Sports Grid. Get on the grid. Your SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. All right, Carver. Hi. I got to tell you, I think the Bears are finished. I mean, uh, you know, you were five and one. Now you're five and five. You've lost four in a row. Uh, you're finally coming to the realization that uh, your quarterback stinks. Uh, both of them. Uh, Trubisky's got a shoulder, so he can't play. Uh, they brought in this Tyler Bray last night from Tennessee. We were on a bench doing a radio show, and I asked if anyone had ever heard of him before, including uh, if he had ever actually played at Tennessee, if they'd ever seen him play a snap at Tennessee, when did he play at Tennessee, how did he get in the NFL, and what a fine job he did coming in cold for Foles at the end of the game when he threw three of the worst passes I've ever seen in the history of the NFL. The Bears are finished. Their coach might be finished, too. What a disaster. Yeah, their offense is absolutely brutal, Scotty. Once again, they cannot move the ball last night. Their defense, you know, they played well like they usually do. They stopped Cook. No, they didn't. Cook didn't do, Cook didn't do anything all night. I mean, I'm saying the Bear D, they didn't play poorly. Uh, they got absolutely no help from the offense. Uh, let's start on the Vikings side of it, Scotty. Uh, Kirk Cousins, uh, we love him here on uh, Coast to Coast. He finally won a Monday night football game. He was 0-10 Going into last night, <laughs> here, he, here he is, Scotty, talking about finally getting a win in primetime. Kirk, does it feel a bit like a monkey's off your back getting the primetime win? You know, for me, it's all about, you know, playing well and, uh, you know, doing my part. I've learned, played long enough to know there's not a lot you can control as a quarterback. <laughs> there is, you know, the ball's in your hands, but um, there's so many things out of your control. And so you just uh, do the best you can, play the best you can. And, um you know, they're, they're, that's where my focus always is. And when I, you know, leave a game and don't feel like I, I played my best, that's where I get frustrated. And, um, you know, and then there's games where, you know, you, you may lose, but you felt like you gave a great effort and played at a high level. Especially when you're making $30 million and you never win. <laughs> I mean, it's got to eat at you when you go to hit the pillow at night. I mean, honestly, how about this coach, though? And I wanted to say one other thing yeah. about the defense. I said this last night on the bench on Sports Group Radio is that Mac? he made the big play right before the half when uh, he, you know, Thielen dropped the ball and he picked it off and then he ran over Cousins on the sideline. And then my point was is that at, in the second half when it mattered most, when it was, you know, third and six and they had to stop him, 
uh, a couple different times. Where was Mac? Invisible. Uh, he never made any big plays when it mattered. He made it when it didn't matter. And ever since he got that uh, gig in Chicago, the first season he was phenomenal. And ever since, he's the invisible man. I don't care what anybody says. He doesn't do anything on that team either. No one does anything. And that defense that you talked about doing a good job, they didn't do anything. They didn't stop Thielen, and they didn't stop the go-ahead touchdown, and they didn't stop him when they had to stop him twice on third down to get the ball back. I give the Bears across the board on both sides of the ball a flat-out F for that effort last night. It was disastrous. Look, all I'm saying is in the NFL today, if you hold a team to under 20 points, you, you sh- your offense should find a way to win the game. That that's that's just where I yeah, usually look at the Bears. Well, unless you're playing exactly, you know. Listen, if you hold a team under twenty, you're giving your team a chance to win. Uh, in today's NFL, that's always the I'll way that I've that. looked at it. Yeah, I'll well, give you let's, that. Let's, the let's... problem is uh, they they get a uh, kickoff return for a touchdown and right. field goals. That's it. They yes, can't score they a stink. touchdown. That's what I mean. They stink offensively. So usually every week we listen to Matt Nagy. Uh, talk about how, you know, he's trying to fix the offense. He's trying to do this. Thankfully, Scotty, they're on a bye this week. Uh, we're not going to have to watch them play. But here he is after the game saying that he's going to try maybe a new strategy, Scotty. He's going to maybe talk to some of the players on the team and try oh, to get their Jesus. input as to what's going on with the offense. Here's Matt Nagy. <laughs> what we is happening? sure that we're, we're really honestly going back now and, and saying, okay, you know, what what's going on and where are we at now that we have some time to really see and and then the other thing that's important too guys is i think that what are you talking about very very important to talk to your players as well and just really find out okay we have this this final part of the season and we want to turn things around and get input from your players what's their suggestions what's their thoughts and then you kind of take that and figure out what's best for your for your team and that's what I am going to do as a head coach and as a guy on offense. I'm going to find out a lot from from our players. I'm going to talk to them individually. And, you know, find a, a good realtor and, you know, put your house up for sale and then leave Chicago as soon as possible. Get some advice on where to move uh, with that, uh, you know, exit money they're going to give you. I mean, are you kidding me listening to this guy babble? Uh, it, you know, that took 45 it's seconds painful. and we got a negative two reading. What did he say? It, Nothing. It's painful. It's painful with him every single week. Nick Foles left the game. You mentioned it late in the fourth quarter, was taken off on the stretcher. Doesn't sound like it's going to be that bad. So uh, the good or the bad news, depending on how you want to look at it, uh, is that he'll probably be okay for next week, uh, Sunday night game when they play against the Packers. They should get Nick Foles back for that. Uh, let's go to the Saints, Scotty. They will not have... Drew Brees, uh, most likely for a little while here. The cracked ribs, the collapsed lung. Here is Saints coach Sean Payton saying that the team is going to have to get together. We're going to have to overcome this injury. Here he is on WWL in New Orleans, Scotty. Call up uh, Matt Nagy. I think every team right now uh, is having to deal with these last minute, like your kidneys and, and the, you know, the ones that can just kind of get past it, understand we can't control it, and and then – put together the the best plan I, I reference, you know, to win that game. And and so, Hey, th- this happens to be the quarterback position. Obviously that that's a significant uh, position, especially with someone like drew. Uh, and so, you know, you get to work with the challenge in front of you uh, and you, you, 
you go from there. And and I think uh, uh, I think that's that's what you're trained to do. And sometimes, yeah, I think sometimes emotionally and prep, from a preparation standpoint, it can bring out the best in your teams. Well, look, uh, all I know is is that uh, they're clearly not the same team. Uh, when famous Jameis is in there, uh, I like the concept of uh, Adam Kaplan yesterday on the show saying there's going to be a lot more Taysom Hill and uh, famous Jameis involved in this offense now moving forward. I think that line against Atlanta is four and a half, and originally uh, it was seven or something like that, seven and a half. All I know is um, famous came in, he did nothing. Uh, I don't think Taysom Hill is going to just guide them to wins. And I did want to say that when I look at Drew Brees on the sideline with his helmet on, even when he's injured, and he just leaves the helmet on on the sideline for the entire time, for the entire second half, he had his helmet on. He never took it off when you're injured. You know, guys take it off and maybe go chill on the bench or something. He just stood there with his helmet on for an entire game. And he looks a lot like your grandpa in the helmet. He just does. He he looks like your grandpa. And so uh, he may not look old yet throwing the ball and leading the offense, but when he's in his helmet, he looks like my 90-year-old grandpa. And they're all dead, my grandpas. But I wanted to say that your grandpa isn't dead, so it's probably him. It's your grandpa that's actually the quarterback of the Saints wearing his helmet on the sideline injured again. As the week goes on, we'll talk about the game with the Falcons. Uh, big divisional game. Uh, Matty, you guys can score points. We'll see if the Saints are going to be able to do it without Drew Brees. Uh, no. Let's go to the Patriots, Scotty. Cam Newton. No, they're not. Uh, they're at 4-5 and five now. They think they can get something going. Here is Cam Newton yesterday on WEEI in Boston saying, we are better than the 4-5 and five record. You know, no matter how good you feel about your team, no matter how bad you feel about your team, It'd be a different story every two weeks. So for us to have gotten that win, to have had close losses and and knowing who we are as an offense, defense, and special teams as a whole team, you know, it's it's, it's just on us to make sure that we still, you know, keep that faith and and, and not go off the, the assumptions of, you know, what our record is. You know, Coach said it best. You know, we're we are a good enough team to be better than what our record kind of displays. And, you know, we're we're just finding that out here, you know, and we'll keep doing the same thing. Do you think they can win in, uh, you know, on the road in this game in, in Houston? Because I do. I, I think I think the Texans have mailed it in Carver High. Yeah, I'm with you. The Texans do not look good. This is a winnable game from this week. You know what they're going to do. They're going to pound the football. They're going to try to play D and win a close, low-scoring game. And I think they can do that down in Houston. we got a lot more NFL news. We're just getting started on Coast to Coast on a Tuesday. So grab a freshie, crack it, and let's dance. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. 
And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Cam, uh, great stuff. Uh, what did you think of that game last night? Uh, I think you took the Vikings, didn't you? Yeah, the game sucked, but it was pretty, uh, it was financially viable. But I got to tell you, me and Gabe have talked about this. Stop putting the Bears on primetime TV. They're a train wreck. I can't watch this team. They're horrible. They absolutely suck. Hey, Bill Lazor, like, what are you doing with the play calls? Give them back to Nagy. I don't understand what is going on. Nick Foles couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. I'll tell you, man, this team, I am done. Hey, they, my nickname, they used to call me Oso. That's Bear in Spanish when I won the cannonball competition down in Cancun. But I'll tell you, that's one Bear team I don't like. But I like taking money when they lose, Scotty. We hit a nice prop, too, with Jefferson over receiving yards and catches. I bet you can clean out the pool area with a, a double uh, gainer. I mean, that is fantastic, especially with a beer buzz on. That's some yeah. strong stuff right there going back retro. <laughs> Back to your party days. Yeah, I remember. I was back in Cancun, Scott. They're going, oh, so, oh, so, oh, so. I go, what the hell are these guys saying? He goes, bear, 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 because I'm a pretty hairy guy. And I just went up there and smash. Everybody out by the side of the pool got soaked. I won a few bottles. What a trip. Cancun is value personified. You got to hit that man groomer, son. Stay focused. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, fellas. Hope you win your bets right, with the you. Mac tonight. <laughs> all right, Max, and we'll talk about those games next hour with uh, Cam you got Stewart. Uh, all right, Carver, hi. I, you know, here I go again with my annual uh, Lions yes, rant. I know, no fans I know. at the game on Thursday. How about no fans anywhere? How about no, no. one has to be exposed <laughs> to watching the Lions? How about nobody on gets to watch Day? it? You don't want anybody last, to watch the game. You know. <laughs> but last year I hit the Bears. Didn't they play the Bears? And it was like a yes, crazy game. Did. And Trubisky covered. <laughs> they won the game. And uh, I just the Lions to me. I, I understand the tradition and everything. It's just such an awful one. I mean, it just isn't yes. good. It doesn't work. They suck. No one wants to watch them. And then, like, your family members show up on Thanksgiving, right, to party all day. So they've just started to drink. And you can still smell, like, the perfume and the cologne and everything. Wow. And everybody's nice at the beginning of the day when they've had, like, three or four or d'oeuvres and they've had one drink. And then two hours later, when the Lions are down 20, the cussing starts. I never loved you. Well, like Touch I told you, daughter, I, <laughs> liar. I told you last week, you better get ready because the main event on Thanksgiving Day in terms of football is at night. You've got Lions, Texans, followed by Cowboys uh, and the Washington football team. Those are your four teams in the afternoon on Thanksgiving Day. So hopefully you could stay awake, Scotty, uh, for the Steelers and the Ravens. Uh, that oh. night, that'll be the the one. So, uh, and speaking of the Cowboys, Andy Dalton back at practice uh, today. Hopefully, they will have him back uh, for this week when they face the Vikings. Drew Locke is questionable with a rib injury. The Broncos host Miami on Sunday. Jags rookie Jake Luton. Uh, he's played the last couple weeks. Almost beat Green Bay up in Lambeau. Now he has the undefeated Steelers coming to Jacksonville 
uh, this Sunday. I don't think that things are going to go well for young Jake, Scotty. I'm sure you agree with me. Listen, I know that he covered the 14 spot for me against the Packers. I love that middle. So uh, <laughs> I just hope the Steelers put him on his back, teach him a lesson, make a man out of him, spank him. Let's let's him. get to this. Let's get Kill to this him. Chief Raider, Kill Chief him. Raider mess uh, that we've got going on. Before we All get right. to the garbage about the uh, the victory lap nonsense, let's first start with Andy Reid. Uh, he says he knows this is a major rivalry. They've already lost a game to the Raiders this year. Chiefs are coming off a bye, which Andy Reid is very good at. Here's Reid talking about the rivalry, Scotty. Yeah, listen, I think it's just it's two good football teams playing each other. I don't think right. Either team likes each other that much, um, as they stated before. So, um, you know, we just we, we get ourselves ready to play against a good football team. I think that's most important. Obviously, I, I'm surprised. Are, are you surprised at the line at six and a half, Carver? Yes. I, I guess that's because it's in <laughs> Vegas for some reason, or because I guess is that because the Raiders are six and three, or? I think it's a combination. Yeah, I think it's a combination of a few things. Honestly, we've seen, Scotty, home field, who cares? There's nobody at the games anyway. What's the difference? Um, But six and a half, it does seem – it seems like it should be more. Andy Reid is excellent off the bye. This is a revenge game. Their one loss this year is to the Raiders, who beat them at Arrowhead. This dopey stuff that we're about to talk talk about with the – the uh, taking the laps around the place. So I, I think it should be a little higher. Uh, and it's a Sunday night game, which should be fun too. So the Chiefs last time lose to them. And Andy Reid, you know, he didn't say he was mad, but he said it's not something that they would have done. The Raiders and the Bosses took a victory lap around Arrowhead uh, after the victory. Here, Scotty, is John Gruden, head coach of the Raiders, of course. And he doesn't want to hear anything about it. He's like, I don't want to talk about it. Uh, why are you guys even asking me this? Here he is being asked about the victory lap last month. Tonight, Andy Reid mentioned a couple times the uh, victory lap you guys took in KC after the first game. What exactly was the victory lap, and uh, is that something that uh, you think about this week as far as bulletin board material or anything like that? Not really. I mean, you can find a smart Alec bus driver in Kansas City who made some snide comments when we got on the bus. Maybe that's why we drove around the stadiums to tick him off. You know, this is ridiculous. Next question. Uh- <laughs> That is awesome. Portugal. Not Ronaldo. Don't tell me with him. Go ahead. So that's the nonsense between those two teams. And Gruden kind of gave you what it was. It had nothing to do with the Chiefs team. It was about the bus driver that they wanted to get him upset. So that's why they drove around the parking lot a few times after the game. Chiefs have some other problems, Scotty. Eric Fisher, Mitchell Schwartz among three Chiefs offensive linemen who were placed on the COVID list today. We'll see if they can get them back by Sunday night. Let's go to the Eagles. Zach Ertz uh, is coming back from IR. They've been without him for the last few weeks. Here, Scotty, is head coach Doug Peterson. We know it has been a struggle this year. For him, Carson Wentz, the Eagles in general, they lose last Sunday to the Giants at MetLife. And let's just say, Scotty, that Doug Peterson, he's not very happy. Here he is on uh, WIP 94 in Philly yesterday. I'm pissed off. I'm pissed Ooh. off at myself. I'm pissed off at the way we played. Ooh. Ooh. And and it's just it, it frustrates me. It frustrates me to no end. And, you know, it's it's – we have too much pride, and uh, I have too much pride. These players have too much pride. We we work our ass off during the week. Oh. You know, it's 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 frustrating. It is frustrating, and 
you know, um, blame it on me all you want. Don't, I mean, I'll handle it with the players. You can blame it on me. I'm a big guy. I can handle it. That's fine. Um, but this is, we're, we're still, we're self-inflicting ourselves. We are killing ourselves. We're shooting ourselves in the foot. All those cliche little <laughs> statements is, is, is still showing up and, and, and it's frustrating. Blame it on the pilgrims. They should have never come here and had their Thanksgiving celebration. Blame the Eagles' problems. How many cliches did that guy bust off in that interview? It was unbelievable. Quite a few. By the way, Ty Stick, uh, who runs the show from uh, Kansas City, just hold on a second. The next time the Raiders come to Arrowhead and drive around my <laughs> Pharrell and parking lot, we're going to see about some driver, some smartass. <laughs> Some coach with a big mouth. We're going to find out who's the man in this house. Hizzy what? Hold on. Hizzy? I don't know. Something about violence. Next year, when they come back to Kansas City, there's not going to be any Gates barbecue. No, none for that. Oh, Uh, the Chiefs are going to win by 14 in Vegas this weekend and go out with prostitutes in the the casino. What? Hey, now. Look at it. I don't even know what that means. Moving on. Maybe maybe they won't have the same bus driver next year and everything will be okay. Um, Wait, a couple the, of more COVID the bus cases. There you go. The bus driver. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> we did not say that. Um, a couple more COVID cases around the league for you, Scotty. Uh, Giants kicker Graham Gano. He tests positive for COVID. The Giants do not play this week, so that should be okay for them. Uh, the Washington football team, they have a positive test. We don't know who it is yet. Uh, so we'll see if that develops as the week goes on. NFL on Monday night for the first time ever, Scotty, an all-African-American officiating crew. Jerome Boger will be the lead official. That is the Bucks rams game on Monday night. I think you said it right at the top. Uh, what took so long? I, I don't know, but I called him Booger for like five minutes. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, I give to you uh, the updated NFL Playoff picture as it stands today, Scotty. Who would face who? The Steelers would have the bye in the AFC. That's right, black and yellow. You would have the Raiders against the Colts, the Dolphins against the Bills, a little old early 90s AFC East rivalry. Ravens and Chiefs would be a fun one. Packers with the bye in the NFC. Bust Eagles, Rams cards, and Seahawks Saints would be a matchup in the first round. Some of those are pretty juicy, Scotty. So wait, so leave that up there. So Green Bay and Pittsburgh get the buys, and then those are all the pairings. So it's it's Tampa, Philly, Rams, Cards, Seattle, Zona, Baltimore, KC, Buffalo, Miami, and then Colts, Raiders, right? Well, uh, you know, it's a little early, but I think the Colts will beat the Raiders. I think I think that game between the Dolphins and and Bills will be incredible. I'll take the Bills, uh, the Chiefs. Uh, I think the well, the Seattle, if they don't fix their defense, the Saints will beat their ass. Uh, and I like Arizona, but the Rams' defense is no joke, and I like Tampa over Philly. Philly in the playoffs, my ass. Uh, they're awful. I'd rather see the Giants at this point. And uh, we'll talk to George Kurtz coming up, and I'm sure he still thinks that his loser Cowboys are in it. Yes, and there there is a long way to go here, as we know. That thing, Scotty, I think just changed uh, in the last two weeks when we have done that. Uh, especially in the NFC. Last week, I think the Saints had the bye. The week before that, Seattle had the bye. So there's still a lot of games left to go. There's still a lot of weeks. Uh, We're going to update that thing all the time, and uh, all those matchups will change by the time we get to January. 
I think everything's going to change because you have no idea who's going to get injured, who's going to start losing. You didn't think Seattle turned the ball over seven times in two weeks? SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, for all back on Coast to Coast, we bring in blue line George Kurtz, who's refing hockey games tonight outdoors. The uh, outdoor lake season is in. You hit the ice out on the pond. It's all happening. George is already crying about how cold it is outside. He's gonna. There's going to be some fights breaking out, people cussing, blaming him for everything. How many games do you do a week, George? Usually I only do one or two nights, but for some reason they have you on three nights this week, so it'll be about 14, 15, a dozen, somewhere around there. It'll be double digits. <laughs> How is it uh, with the play and everything with the COVID going on, the hockey? No one cares? They just go for it? What's the deal? Yeah, no one cares. You'll see, I mean, maybe one player per team wear a mask under their cage, but that's about it. Everyone's It's pretty normal here. It's hockey. No one's uh, stopping. Uh, if I wouldn't have known it was COVID, I wouldn't know that anything's changed. Other than every now and then you see somebody wearing a mask, you might you know raise your eyebrows here. But they're just playing. It's hard. You know hockey. It's hard to stop. You're going to hit people. You're going to be in scrums. You're going to be in the middle of the net on the ground going for the puck, trying to put up a net. You're going to hit. There's no way to avoid it. So I don't know if there's any way to legislate it out. That's why I have no idea how the NHL might do it or the OHL, UHL, AHL. You're going to have to hit. So when I play basketball, right, we're in this uh, indoor uh, you know, setting, we play on two courts. There's like 30 guys. You play for two hours. You pay through the nose to play. Nobody wears masks at all. But when they, when you go into the place, you have to have a mask on. Then you take it off to play. And then the minute the game's over, they kick you out. But you got to have the mask on when you leave as well. So they don't care if you're not wearing it when you're playing and sweating, soaking wet and screaming and yelling and playing, but it's when you're not playing that you have to have it on. It's all bizarre. All right, let's look at the uh, some of the odds. Can we start with the updated MVP odds for George, and we'll uh, see who he likes to win the MVP. I think Mahomes is going to get it again uh, because I think Russell Wilson's hit a wall the last couple of weeks. George, what do you think is going to happen in terms of this race? Well, you're right about Russell Wilson, right? He's pretty much taking himself out with all the turnovers. I mean, things can change. We're only in week 11. Certainly could change here. I think the only way Mahomes doesn't win it is if the voters are bored. Oh, it's Mahomes again. Like Trout when he doesn't win it every year because they get bored. Oh, it's Mike Trout again. So I think it is going to be Mahomes. Wilson, not so much. I can't see it being Aaron Rodgers. Now, I have money on Kyle Murray from the beginning of the season to win because I think it was 2,800 to one or 2,500 to one. So I kind of like that. But other than that, I think it's Mahomes unless the voters get bored. I think Kyler Murray's been great, and that pass he threw, that Hail Mary, I mean, that definitely helped his stock. I think he moved up the list for me. Uh, in fact, you know, Aaron Rodgers, uh, I thought they, they looked so average against Jacksonville. Kyler Murray's doing amazing things. Do you think maybe he slipped ahead of him? You know, I thought all Kyler Murray had to do to be in serious consider- consideration before the season started they had to make the playoffs. You're not going to win MVP if you don't make the playoffs, especially when seven teams make it. 
they're in first place in their division right now. I mean, granted, it's a three-way tie between the Rams and the Seahawks, but by tiebreakers, they're in first. You know, I don't. If they win the division, he might have that shot, especially if he keeps up his play. And if Mahomes can slip up at all, but like I said, I think Mahomes is your favorite here. He's the leader at the stretch, assuming that the voters vote for the the real guy here. But if Murray does maybe one or two more highlight plays like that. Uh, it doesn't have to be a touchdown pass. It could be a big run. could be a big victory late in the game that he led to the game-winning touchdown. They'll, he'll be in serious consideration because he's going to have all the buzz because we see this over and over again. You know, voters get bored voting for the same guy year after year after year. They just do. do you think and that, I think that's what's going to uh, George, do you think that they could uh... – you know, I want to see, like, with Kyler Murray, the game they play with Miami, I want to see both of those teams in the playoffs. I'll be honest. I want to see the Raiders in the playoffs, and I want to see the Browns in the playoffs. All these teams that are having decent seasons and are winning games, I want to see fresh blood, fresh meat in the postseason. What about you? Yeah, I think we like that, right? I, you don't like seeing the – I mean, listen, I want to see the great teams get in. So I don't. I wouldn't want to see KC uh, lose out. But as for the middle ground teams, I mean, did we, don't we get tired of watching the Houston Texans at was it 4.30 every Saturday for the wild card round every year? I'm glad they're not in this year. All right, it's every, it's every year you all get – you know Houston's going to get that 4.30 game because nobody's watching on that Saturday. You know, this year is great when you think about it. We're going to have games, I imagine, at 1, 4.30 and 8 o'clock Saturday and Sunday because we have the extra team in there. So we'll have football all weekend on Wild Card Weekend. That's fantastic. But, you know, I was looking at it last night, the playoff teams. Right now the Raiders would face the Colts at the playoff center today. Miami would play Buffalo. Uh, KC would play Baltimore. Pittsburgh gets the bye. And in the NFC here, it's what? New Orleans would play Seattle. Arizona Rams and Tampa Philadelphia. So we are going to get some new blood. You almost have no choice. Some of the old teams aren't going to make it this year. Yes, I like the new teams to get in as well. And uh, you know, I think when you look, Miami, Miami might win that division. Their schedule is much better than Buffalo's. Uh, Carver Hyde just opened up a gigantic Bud Light right when you said that the Bills weren't going to win the division. He's very upset with it you. Might. Let's look at the updated Super Bowl odds. Do we have those odds here for George? And, and then uh, here we go. Chiefs uh, plus 330, Steelers, and then Saints, Bucks, Packers, Ravens. What do you think of that uh, rundown right there for Super Bowl odds? And tell me if you think, because uh, they had Philly in the playoffs, I'd rather see the Giants, and I know you uh, would rather see the Cowboys. Do your Cowboys have any chance at all of turning it around in the remaining weeks and stealing it? Do they have a chance? Sure, but you have to tell me then the, the way of defense. I know they lost those two games, but the way of defense played against the Pennsylvania teams, the Eagles, and then the Steelers, is that is that going to happen again? Are they going to play defense for the rest of the year? Because I think they'll score a decent amount of points. Not what they would have scored with Dak, where they're averaging 38 a game or something silly like that. But I think they'll get to the mid-20s. But there's too many weapons there. The question is, can the offense hold, the, can the offensive line hold up for the Cowboys? I have my doubts. And Dalton has no mobility. So if he's a sitting duck, seven-step seven drops all the time, he's going to get crushed. And I don't think he'll – I don't think he'll last the rest of the season. I think he'll get hurt again. When you look at Philadelphia and the Giants, I know everyone's hot on the Giants right now. But Philly has a game-and-a-half lead. A lot of it really, I think, in my mind, comes down to this weekend. If uh, Giants are off, if Philly beats Cleveland, a team that's beatable, I mean, I'm not saying Philadelphia's better. I'm not saying Cleveland's better. But if they can beat Cleveland, that's now a two-game lead with six to go. I mean, that's going to be tough for the Giants to overcome. The problem with Philadelphia is their schedule is brutal. Cleveland, Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans, Arizona. 
if they don't pick up their play, they may not beat any of these teams. They could easily go on a you know lose four out of five, four out of six, and uh, shoot themselves really in the foot here. But the Giants' schedule isn't much better. You know, they, once again, they're behind by a game and a half right now. It'll either be a game or two after this weekend. They play Cincinnati at Cincinnati. Interesting game. Seattle, Arizona, Cleveland, Baltimore, and then Dallas. If, if Philadelphia can win this, how are the Giants going to get two games better off that schedule? I, I just don't see it. I just don't see how they're going to get two games better. It could come down to a tiebreaker maybe, and we don't know how that's going to work out. It'll depend on how uh, the Giants and Philadelphia fare against Washington and Dallas. They both play Dallas again. You think your coach is safe in Dallas for uh, moving forward? <sighs> yeah, I don't think Jerry O'Mell admitted he made a mistake. <laughs> I don't uh, – Listen, I, when they hired McCarthy, I, I, my first thought was, well, he's better than Garrett. I didn't like the hiring. I would have rather gone with flesh, uh, fresh blood, but he's better than Garrett is my first thought there. But you heard it about, what, a month ago that players had sort of given up on him. They didn't have any faith in him. They said he wasn't making adjustments, him and the staff. How true that is, who knows? Maybe the players just suck and they weren't trying, weren't, weren't missing their assignments, whatever it might be. But when you hear that, that's a major red flag that the coach has got to go. But – you know, you're not talking a normal GM here. You're talking about somebody who doesn't like to admit mistakes. Jerry Jones is the most optimistic person ever, right? He still thinks the Cowboys have a chance in this division. I just saw the uh, you know the odds when they show that about the uh, you know if it's, if it's played out a million times, the Cowboys would win five percent of the time in the division. I mean, five percent. The Cowboys are still have issues all over the place. Mention the offensive line. I don't know about the defense. And although the schedule is better for Dallas than it is for Philadelphia or the Giants. It's not great, and once again, if the defense is terrible, who are they going to beat? Any team with a good defensive line is going to crush Dallas because that offensive line, it got healthier, but it didn't get more skillful. You're still missing Frederick. You're still missing Tyron Smith. You're still missing Collins. That's three members you're missing, and they're not coming back this year. So teams like Washington should be all over Dalton. They play Baltimore all over Dalton. Yeah, and I, I don't see it for the Cowboys. I know I think Jerry – should have really had a come-to-Jesus moment at the trade deadline, and anything that wasn't nailed down should have gone. Hey, George, uh, let's switch to baseball. Uh, Cullen buys the Mets, and there's been a lot of talk about Bauer. There's been some about Lindor, now Azuna. Uh, it sounds like every player is going to go to the Mets. Realistically, who do you think they're going to assign? Well, it has to be pitching. I mean, it has to be pitching. Right now, they really only have – Two starters, three if you want to include Peterson, right? It's DeGrom, Peterson, Stroman. That's it. That's all they have. You know that? You're going down to your minor leagues. Porcello's gone. Matt's, if you want to consider him a starter, what was his ERA? 9.47? I know it's 60 games. You know, it's 10 starts. Maybe it doesn't – not fair, but still, 9.47. That's bad under any stretch. You know, so that's an issue there. So I think it has to be a starter, but Bauer's going to want a truckload. Yes, Cohen can afford it. But we don't know. Is he going to be the big kind, the big splash kind of guy like Steinbrenner was, George Steinbrenner? You know, or is he going to be the guy, you know, rather than spend all this money on one guy, maybe I'd like to get three or four guys for that price. You know, it could be that kind of thing too. But there's not a lot of pitching out there. Does he want Tanaka if the Yankees don't go for him on a cheaper contract because he pitched in New York and would be okay? You know, would know uh, the media wouldn't have a problem with it? I think he's got to uh, make a strong push for Bauer, but – I don't think it'll be Garrett Cole money, but it's going to be a lot of play for Bauer. He's going to want about $250, $300 million, and I think he's their best play. Ramuda would be next for me. How do you think uh, Kim Ring's going to do for Derek Jeter down in Miami? It was a strong hire by the Marlins. 
It was great hire by the Marlins. And Derek Jane, uh, Derek Jeter knows Kim Ng. They were with the Yankees together uh, during the glory years of the 90s. Uh, Kim Ng, really, I mean, I forget how many GGM interviews she had, but I think it was close to double digits. It was really a sickening that she didn't get a job. I think she'll do a fine job, but remember, a lot of the teams she's worked for have been big market teams. Dodgers, Yankees, teams that you know, have a big payroll. We know the Marlins don't have a big payroll. She's going to have to draft well and keep that up. The Marlins have a very good farm system, especially with pitching. I mean, they're loaded with good young pitchers to throw 100 miles an hour. They have a bunch that we haven't seen yet. So they're not going to be a team you're going to want to face. Now, we know in baseball, not all these teams are going to, not all these pitchers are going to be 100 miles an hour, great starting pitchers. They'll flame out or they won't be very good. If they can add a solid hitter or two here and there or draft that solid hitter or two here and there, they're going to be a dangerous team. I don't know if they can compete with Atlanta. Philadelphia, if they ever get their act together. The Mets, I think Cohen's going to do very good, very well with the Mets. They'll add the right pieces here. But the Marlins aren't going to be that, you know, that doorstop for the rest of, uh, of, of their tenure there. Jerry Jeter's done a better job than he's given credit for, and Angle keep that up. Respectfully, I got 45 seconds. Do you think the Yankees uh, will fix Gary Sanchez? Is he fixable? I thought Sanchez's problem was when they added Stanton and he already had Judge and he and Stanton saw all these 500-foot home runs, he wanted to hit him too. And he can, but he stopped going to right field. I think that's what his problem was. And I think his defense does affect his offense. I think he's a change of scenery guy. George just was telling me before the uh, segment that he was really upset that the uh, uh, Maction games were on tonight. Three Mac games he was going to miss because he's going to referee hockey. So he's going to miss that. And he also told me he's going to miss the NBA draft tomorrow night, unfortunately. His wife's taking him out to a, a dining establishment. Uh, only two people, though. You can't have more than 10. Usually when George goes out to dinner, he goes out with 10 to 12 people. Great job, George. I love you. Blue Line Kurtz, my man. You're good, guys. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, for all back on uh, Coast to Coast, our... Uh... Fan email came in about uh, Greg Marshall. Pharrell, what do you think is going to happen to Greg Marshall? Well, I think he's out at Wichita State. That's obvious enough. But I never thought I'd see them give him $7.75 million over uh, the next six years. So whatever it is, a million a year plus, uh, they're going to give him to go away after the scandal about abuse in the Shockers program. And it goes back to his previous jobs uh, into this job. And it wasn't just at practice. uh, It was throughout everything. The guy was getting in fights with uh, players, uh, coaches, abusive behavior, uh, getting into it with students. uh, In the, we know the story about the parking lot, Uh, the kid parking in his spot. He allegedly freaked out. If that's even true, who knows? But what a deal to go away to get seven point seven five million. I mean, this guy is just raking it in. I don't think he's going to coach D one for a while, if you ask me. I've gone down the litany of guys that have had problems uh, when they get fired for stuff like this, these types of scandals and behavior and abuse problems of players. I always revert back to Mike Rice at Rutgers. 
uh, the guy, he never coached again. He was abusing players and tormenting players and uh, running a, a cr- like a crazy asylum at Rutgers. And the bottom line is that's what uh, they're saying Marshall did at Wichita State. So uh, he's lost that gig. And this isn't like Bob Knight uh, and the problems he had at Indiana. And he had so many friends uh, that were able to – uh, you know, Gerald Myers gave him that job down at uh, Lubbock at, at Texas Tech. I don't think Marshall's going to have that fallback plan. Now, if he gets another job as an assistant in a year or two after the fact, uh, I could see something like that. Or a real small school, like when Mike Davis, Mike Davis didn't do anything wrong at Indiana. He ended up going to Texas Southern, whatever. I think he could get into a gig like that, a small school gig. Uh, but not for a couple years. I think he's going to lay low and uh, count the money with his wife. So we'll see. Uh, that story's been going on far too long at Wichita State. It took forever to finally fire his ass. This is Sports Grid. Get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360. 